You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hey, friends, welcome back to Therapy Thursday, where I get to talk to my friend and mental health counselor, Dr. Lydia Martinez. Welcome back, Dr. Lydia. Hi, good morning and welcome back. And it may not even be morning where you are, but we are very excited to kick off this year with talking about our love languages. What in the world is a love language and why do I need to know mine and that of others? Well, I think it's important that we have good communication, then um, we have a better quality relationship. And if we know our love languages, then I think that it, it makes things a little bit smoother. Now, if you don't know what the love languages are, I'd like to review them really quick. So there's five love languages. We, are, we have the acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch. If you ever want to look your love language up and see what your love language is, that's a lot of love languages. But um, we, you can, there is a book. There's a book that says the five love languages. Look it up and take a test. See, see where you fit in that. Yeah, the five love languages is a book written by Dr. Gary Chapman. And we went over it a little further on episode 64. So if you have never heard that episode, go back and check out episode 64. But today we're just going to do a little review. So basically, Dr. Gary Chapman found that each of us express and receive love in different ways. So the way he puts it is if you're in the middle of France and somebody and you're French and somebody speaking to you in German and they're telling you you're beautiful, I love you in German and you can't understand a lick of what they're saying, it doesn't matter. It doesn't register in your heart. It doesn't touch your spirit. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help you to understand them or feel loved or connected with them. But if they speak to you in your primary language and they express themselves even in the most simple manner, then you're able to understand what they're trying to communicate. You're able to feel loved and supported and you're able to connect with that person. Because at the end of the day, we do love how other people love us, right? I love those people that love me well. Oh, and it is a skill set. I have to tell you, it is a skill set to be able to communicate that love because I know people who love each other very much and they, they hurt each other, not even intentionally with the way that they talk or the way that they act. And sometimes when that happens, it's good to apologize. So let's go over these, let's go over these five love languages, acts of service. What exactly is that? So Acts of service. Can you think of a time when you just really wanted to love somebody or really wanted to give somebody a gift, or even if it wasn't a gift, uh, a gift of time, or you wanted to bake a cake for someone, or you wanted to uh, just do something, then you may be the kind of person who love language is act of service. So an act of service can be anything that you do to make that person's life easier, taking out the trash. You know, when I had a surgery, I had a friend come over and blow dry my hair. That was an act of service. If you're a good cook and you're the one that cooks in the house or you're the one that takes care of the house, those are all seen as acts of service. Going to pick somebody up, helping somebody move when they're moving. Those are all things that you are making a gesture to show love and kindness to others. Yeah. So you can kind of think of acts of service as when you're 
doing something that is out of your way to help someone else to make their life a little bit easier. Yes. And then the second one is receiving gifts. So if my, if my love language is acts of service and I've asked you, can you take out the trash and you're bringing me gifts, we might be missing each other. You might be, you might be thinking I'm, I'm bringing you these beautiful flowers that I picked from outside. I brought you a lipstick that I know you needed. If you're my friend and I bought you a lipstick and I'm like, oh, but I asked you if you could help me take out the trash. I'm like, yeah, but I brought you this lipstick. And they're like, but that's not what I needed. What they needed was an act of service. And what you did was a gift. Now, all of the gifts are beautiful and they all work together. And I think we all have a primary or secondary love language or any of these love languages expressed are done with a good motive, right? Are beautiful and kind. But we're really talking about going deeper and recognizing what do you like? How do you like to be loved? Wow. I think I have to, I have to take the quiz, but (laughs) I will tell you that acts of service, the way that Chapman says it is there's visual symbols of love. So if you're that kind of visual person, then gifts is the, what you need. And so I can, you, can you see how you can miss the boat? Yes. If, if you are an, a person who thinks gifts is the way of expressing love and you're with someone who thinks that affirmations is the way of expressing love and they're affirming you and telling you that you're amazing and you're a great person and you're, you're, that they love what you do for them, while that is good, that is a, a true love language, then can you see how it misses the boat? Because there's no like visual representation and gifts to some of you may be like who, who do not have gifts as your language of love. You may be looking at that thinking, well, that seems sort of materialistic and superficial, but right. really it's not when you're thinking of it, like it's the visual representation of the symbol of love. That's how people who have this love language that's what Chapman says, you know? So when you look at it, that point of view, you go, oh, okay. So you need something visual to say, this is how much I love you. Not the the type of gift, but the fact that there is something visual. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's the gesture. It's the gesture that you went and picked out something, regardless of the cost you thought of me and you brought that gift to me. Correct. So it's the expression of love that's manifested in the time and effort that it takes to go and pick out a gift. You're thinking about me and you brought me something. Right. The next one is physical touch. Okay. This doesn't have to be just romantic, but it does include kissing and holding hands and, you know, a little pat on the back goes a long way for these people running your fingers through your husband's hair. If he's a physical touch guy, wow, that could like really get him going. But, um, some people are not like this. They don't want to be touched and it is almost irritating. So can you see how it can be confusing if this is not your love language? If yes. you're using physical And it's touch? so funny because I have so many friends that are on either side that are either extremely affectionate or their husbands are extremely affectionate, but whoever's the affectionate one, the other one, the other person usually doesn't want to be touched. Yeah. And I hear that too. I hear that with couples a lot. Like you know, the the bedtime ritual, I'm not talking about like the sexual bedtime ritual. I'm talking about like just going to sleep. You know, one partner's like, oh, I just need to be left alone so I can sleep. The other one's like, 
oh, I just need to cuddle and put a leg over and an arm over. And, and the other one's like, I feel suffocated, you know? So it's just a little bit of understanding, you know, and maybe a compromise might be for like that kind of couple say, okay, you get your two minutes of cuddle time and then you're out of here. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, thinking about it, there's some things that we should avoid. So if your gift is, if your partner or friend or child, whoever it is that you want to express love to, if their love language is acts of service, then something that you don't want to do, something that's damaging to them is for when they've asked you to do something, forgetting it, not following through, not taking care of things. Yeah. Fulfilling your promises. For receiving gifts, it's forgetting holidays, special occasions, or giving something without enthusiasm, without expression, just throwing a gift down that that's not going to make it. So then number three, physical touch would be neglect or abuse or harsh, you know, inappropriate touch. That would be the things you'd want to avoid with somebody who that, who has that love language. Mm -hmm. So the next one we have is quality time. Uninterrupted focused conversation one-on-one is important to this person. This means no phones, no tech. This means eye-to-eye contact and really listening, active listening. Do you know how hard it is to do active listening? Do you know how hard it is to really just focus on someone and not interject your own information and just really listen to someone? People who have quality time, oh, they really, really struggle with people who are not quality time love languagers. How would you say mm-hmm. that, right? Love languagers. Yeah. Because they they really want to be heard. They don't, they feel like something's missed. They're not being, they're not communicating well because they don't feel like they're being heard. Right. So distraction, distractions when spending time alone or going a long time without spending quality time together, that would be the damaging part to that love language. Yes. And then lastly, we have words of affirmation, encouraging, affirming, appreciation, and listen, listening actively, sending a note, a card, verbalizing your appreciation or love for that person. These are kind of like the cheerleaders. These are the ones that like, you can do it, you know, we'll send little remarks to, to build you up automatically. And you know, they're just the encouragers and they're, they're great to hang out with if that's what you like. Yeah. You know, some people may not even take it as may take it like, okay, I really don't need a cheerleader all the time. Yeah. I just made you coffee. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. You know, that's enough, you know, put it down. But the the thing to avoid would be not recognizing efforts made, not appreciating what they've done, not validating them. Like for example, take care of something that you've asked them to take care of, then validating that. So we just wanted to do a quick review and let me tell you why, because our next episode, we're going to get into some deep conversations about a different kind of love language. We're going to be talking about the love language of apology, which goes hand in hand with the F word that nobody likes to talk about forgiveness. (gasps) Oh, forgiveness. So we wanted to do this quick review. We hope that you'll go back to, to episode 64 and take a listen where we really talk about it in detail. But as we talk about it today, hopefully you're thinking about what your love language is, what the people around you's love languages, you can go, I'll put the link in and you can go and take the quiz and find out 
What is your love language? And then exchange it with your kids or your partner or your spouse and find out, or even your parent, find out what is their love language and try speaking to them in that love languages. And the most important thing of all of this is that we have an example of somebody who expresses all of these love languages. Do you know who that is? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus gives us the ultimate act of service on the cross. Jesus gives and gives us the ultimate gift and also gives us gifts that we can use to support and love others. He spends quality one-on-one time. The Bible says that when we pray, he bends over and actively listens. Jesus gives us words of affirmation throughout the Bible, telling us that we are chosen. We are a royal priesthood. We are precious in his sight. And he gives us physical touch because throughout the Bible, it tells us how he healed touching the people, laying hands on them. Not only that, but he reaches out his, reaches out his hands to us and he accepts us home with open arms. So as you think about each of these love languages, think of how Jesus has expressed those love languages to you and use that as an empowerment to show a language that perhaps isn't yours to somebody else in your life. You know, Lisa, I think it's wonderful that we did a a review. I think it's, if you're listening out there, you don't know what the love languages are. Let's review, listen to 64, episode 64, and then come back again and join us for the apologies. The apologies. Can't wait. Thank you so much for listening. And I pray that this time would be a time for you to reflect on what God is doing in you and through you. And that you would allow God's Holy Spirit and his love to wash over you as you attempt to wash over others with your loving kindness. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?